Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, we're talking Fire Emblem classes from armor to Zerker. Berserker, that is. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, and I am joined as I am always joined by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. Mark, how's it going? It's going great. Uh, my husband and I are watching the most recent season of The Amazing Race. Oh, is, you're so back like on The Amazing Death, Race. So we're back on The Amazing Race. Great. And um, on this season, t- uh, one of the teams are two women who are identical twins that were separated at birth what? and only found each other like recently it's like 30 and so it's been like 36 years they didn't know that the other person existed and uh my husband and i were talking about it it was like what if you went on this race with that person and realized that you didn't like them oh boy I, uh i mean huh. because yeah. what do you do then yeah well my, so my, my question as, uh-huh. as you're describing that is like the people who cast the amazing race did they set out to find that? How did they find that? Yeah, no, I think that uh, there's definitely like an arms race a little bit in yeah, reality sure. TV show casting where like a couple seasons back on The Amazing Race, maybe it was even just like last season, um, The it was like somebody who had been a con- falsely convicted of murder and was in jail for 15 years. You know, so it's just like, <laughs> right. I think right, the, right. Uh, in order to get on the show, your, your thing... Your, like, hook right. has, has to, to just has be, to like, be really good. powerful. Yeah. What if they, like, united, uh, like, Bat Boy from, like, you know, the National Enquirer, uh-huh, right? Or uh-huh. the, the... Weekly World News. Weekly World News. Thank you. Um, the Bat Boy and... Uh, I can't think of, like, another one of those. <laughs> Bigfoot. Well, yeah, Bigfoot. Bigfoot. Bigfoot, sure. <laughs> what about Bat Boy and Bigfoot? They go on the amazing race together. I'd watch that season. I would watch that season. I would watch. Uh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, but what do you do if you don't like your twin is 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 the question. Well, and it's I th- I think the question is what if you do if you don't like your long long lost twin that you just recently met and you're like, "Huh, 36 years didn't know you existed." Right. See you in another 36 or, or never again. Like yeah. uh, honestly, if it was something you'd never you didn't have for the last 36 years, did you know in the scenario, did uh-huh. you know that you were a twin? No. No. So it's a total surprise. It was a complete surprise. I say then just cut your losses and move on. <laughs> you don't know that person anything. Yeah, unless you're unless you're gonna like parent trap your parents. Sure. These are adults though, right? They are adults, yeah. I see. I, I feel like parent trap is a lot less cute if it's adults who are doing the parent trapping. Yeah, that's true. That's fair. <laughs> Although I haven't seen uh a, the adult version of parent trap, and so maybe I need I need that before I can fully um, Speaking of things no one needs, my copy of Sonic Forces for the Nintendo Switch. You can't borrow it anymore because our perfect borrowing program is coming to a close. If you would like to own my copy of Sonic Forces or my copy of Untitled Goose Game in the Sonic Forces boxes, you can still write into us between now and the end of January by January 31st. Email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. Let us know that you are interested in giving a forever home to 
my copy of one of those two games. I will send it to you. There will not be a return envelope for you to send it back. You will never know where it came from. It's yours forever now. You have to keep it. That's the only rule. I'm putting a rule on this. You have to keep this game. Oh, wow. Or you can start your own Sonic Forces borrowing program. That's up to you. I don't care. Actually, whatever happens to it when it's out of my house, I never want to see or hear of it again. Um, we're, we're, uh, sending it, we're going to be sending them along. Um, uh, get your names in by January 31st. Uh, for, uh, previously, international entrance uh, in, in the borrowing program. Too tough to do. Too difficult to put, you know, Australian postage back to me. Uh, on the, my local post office doesn't know what I'm talking about when I say that. <laughs> but now, if I'm sending something right to you, it doesn't matter where you are on this earth. I will send it to you. So uh, get your name on that list. Yeah, January 31st. And we'll be randomly selecting two winners. Uh, live well, hold on. I hesitate to call them winners. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. Because, because that implies that this is a contest. You're right. You're right. And we're not. No. We're, this is not a contest. Uh-uh. This is just a uh, continuation, continuation of a perfect of borrowing, borrowing program. program. That's yeah. Right. That's right. It's the conclusion of the perfect borrowing program. Yes. Uh, we'll, yeah, we'll be. They'll be randomly selected. Yes. They will be. That's they right. They will be. They have no title. Whatever they are. <laughs> uh, all right, Mark. Let's get into the topic. Let's talk about the classes in Fire Emblem Engage. So, first, uh, why we're going to do what we're about to do um, is that, we're, so, first of all, what we're going to do, and then second of all, why we're going to do it, and then maybe a third thing after that, and then we'll do the thing. <laughs> uh, so, first, what we're going to do is we're going to go through all of the classes that we know of in Fire Emblem Engage, and we are going to assign to them a Nintendo character, probably, that most closely represents what that class is. That's right. And the reason we're doing this is because, look, there's a lot of information in a Fire Emblem game. All RPGs are stats-heavy and systems-heavy, but Fire Emblem has had 30 years of games to just, like, build up new ideas and concepts and just building on uh, the previous things. There's that whole weapons triangle you gotta have memorized. Mark, what beats a sword? I don't know. (laughs) It's a spear. Um, Sword, uh, wait, the spear? Spear is broken easily by the axe, so... Axe beats spear, spear beats sword, sword beats axe is how that works. So where do bows fall into this weapon triangle? Bows are good against flyers. Is that a separate triangle? It's it's not even so the, the the triangle is nice and neat and like you can square that up really easily. Uh-huh. But then there's like magic and uh, bows and flying. Sounds like we need an They're octagon of power. We may we may in fact need it. On, I, this would be a. Uh, hexagon at this point but uh yeah it's it's that's all too complicated the thing that we are going to drill down on in uh is there are something like uh 25-ish classes and several of them have three different variants of them plus there are these like uh the like specific like special classes and all this other stuff that's going to be tough to wrap our brains around so what we want to do and this may be even uh as much for us as it is for the listener um we're going to ascribe a nintendo character that like represents what that class is so that while we're playing it we'll be like ah this is my wario okay yes, i know yeah. what I, I know what i'm doing when i'm like oh yeah this is uh this is the the running man from the legend of zelda uh, link to the past mm-hmm. right um so this that's why we're doing this right premise granted Gr- granted <laughs> granted endorsed um but before we get into all of that um, just maybe like a, a quick uh, statement of 
where we are on the Fire Emblem series, how much experience we have with them, our level of excitement regarding this new one, and all of that. Uh, so, Mark, let's start uh, with you, because uh, mm-hmm. I think your history with uh, the series is is fairly short. Yeah, brief. So, Fire Emblem Three Houses was is the first Fire Emblem game that I have played and beat. Uh, I did one of the stories. I did the Blue Lions. And um, I really, really, really liked Fire Emblem Three Houses. I generally don't love like tactical strategy RPGs, but one thing that for me was a real hook was kind of like the uh, monastery and like the school aspect and the different houses and like the, the you're spending time with the characters and like all of that was super, super appealing to me. And the fact that Engage does not have that is um, I I liked three houses so much that I am interested in playing engage, but I am a little nervous that they've gotten yeah. rid of like the aspect that appealed to me so much because I played, I played three houses, but I played on like the easiest difficulty yeah. with permadeath turned off. And so for a lot of the battles, especially in the beginning of the game, I was just like auto battling through everything, you know, like, but you did reach a point where, like, you were invested in the battles, right? And you weren't auto-battling. And you couldn't... Re- you reached a point where, like, you couldn't really, or at least I couldn't really <laughs> auto-battle my way through it. Like, yeah. I had to start playing strategically. Um, and, like, I enjoyed that. Don't get me wrong. Like, I didn't dislike that. But the hook that got me into the game was, right. like, the social aspect of it. And so, uh, yeah, I am, like, you know, Engage has been reviewing really well. I'm not not looking forward to it, but... I am a little more like cautious about what my experience will be. Uh, so my experience doesn't go back too much further than yours. My first Fire Emblem game, I actually got um, Fire Emblem and the, uh, I'm not going to remember the name of it, the, the DS one, the one that was a remake of the original um, Shadow Dragon and the something, doesn't matter. Um, uh, and I couldn't get into it at all. Um, and it's a, kind of a notoriously bad version of that game. Um, but so uh, Awakenings was the first one that I like played and, and fell in love with. Um, and kind of like you, what really drew me in was it's not so much the social aspect of it um, as the um, like romance and uh, like heritage aspect of it. Because in that game, there's time travel and your the children of your units uh, travel back in time from the future to like fight alongside you, which means that there are all of these children characters that appear throughout the course of the game and who you have like paired up as you're playing like that dictates who who the who their parents are like the mothers are usually the same but fathers could be like anyone um which uh is cool because you can pass down traits and skills and all these other things um to these characters and it just i don't know i felt like an immense ownership over all of the children characters and i loved putting a child into (laughs) this sounds insane a child into battle with both of their parents because they have uh the parents obviously have uh, these high relationship stats already, and then you throw their child in there, and they can all like work really, really well together. Mm-hmm. Um, so like it, it's a way of the combat in the game uh, sort of enforcing the relationships, and the relationships are improved by them fighting alongside each other. Like all of it, just it feels so good working together. Um, and some of that is uh, also available or like uh, apparent in Fire Emblem Fates, um, which I, I I liked as well. Um, uh, but I also really enjoyed uh, the Echoes, Shadows of Valentia, which 
did away with like all of that because it's a throwback to the second Fire Emblem game. Um, so I feel like I am kind of uh, I'm open to whatever Fire Emblem has to show me, right? Um, I played these games with Permadeath on. I played these games on like a regular difficulty. Um, even when I play with Permadeath on, if one of my units dies, I start the battle over because I am not about to progress with. But doesn't does that mean I just shouldn't be playing with Permadeath on? No, I I don't think so. I mean, I kind of, well actually, you Patrick, you should experience the game however you want to experience it. I just want it. you to tell me what. To do. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm I'm very excited about this game. I'm turned off by the uh the two hair color of this protagonist. Uh huh. It's such a it's such a stupid thing to be hung up on, but it just looks so dumb that I'm like, Ugh, I really have to look at that character the whole game. Yeah, you really do. I wish that you could buy him a hat and uh-huh. stuff all that hair up in there. <laughs> um, all right. Well, we're, we're excited about Fire Emblem. We're going to be going through um, each of the classes, and we have pulled this list from the Fire Emblem wiki, um, which, you know, uh, I guess neither of us can vouch for how complete this list is. Right. Um, and obviously, we are talking about this before the game is uh, releasing. So everything that we're talking about is kind of our impressions of it. And uh, wherever applicable, we have pulled a notable character in that class from previous games. And in those cases, we are going to sort of use the personality of that character to guide our decision about what Nintendo character best represents right. the, this class. Because you can only ascribe so much to... This like, guy has a sword. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Who has swords? Link? <laughs> is it Link? <laughs> so I think this is going to be fun. I think it's going to be useful. It might be neither, but let's do it. Um, so the first up is the Cavalier class, which is uh, just the, the basic description here, is a horse-mounted combat physical physical class of knights. Mm-hmm. Um so the uh, the character that we are using as a representative a cavalier is Oscar, um, is and he's from uh, Path, Path of, of Radiance. Radiance. That's okay. right, from the GameCube game. And Oscar is a straightforward but accommodating member of the Grail Grail mercenaries who has good instincts. Good instincts, characterized okay. by cheer- by being cheerful, calm, and polite, and is rather tolerant to the antics of the people around him. He's also renowned for being a good cook. And enjoys receiving pe- feedback on his culinary skills. Enjoys receiving feedback. I know, right? That is would make a, a great employee. That you, a great employee, or also maybe someone who likes to be kicked around a little. Oh bit. yeah, teacher's pet for sure. That, so that's sort of where my mind goes first. Is like maybe a little bit of a teacher's pet likes to be in the kitchen. Uh huh. Okay. So who is this? Hmm. What Nintendo characters like to cook? Right. Well, and also, uh, I, I just wanted to put this out there uh, up front, that uh, if we are pulled in the direction of a non-Nintendo character, I don't want to fight it. No. No. Right? Right. So if if, if, if if something comes up and Jar Jar Binks gets e- easily plugged in here, <laughs> we're going to plug Jar Jar Binks in. Yeah. Don't fight it. No. I mean, uh, ride that Jar Jar wave. Here's a thought. Okay. It, um, What do you think about Kirby? Mm, okay. Definitely so, likes to be in the kitchen. Cheerful. Uh-huh. Polite. Accommodating. Accommodating. Calm disposition. But also could be a horse-mounted combat physical class of knights. Hmm. You know? Yeah. No, I, I like this. I also uh, rather tolerant of the antics of people around him. Kirby frequently 
first of all, surrounded by other Kirbys, uh-huh. weirdly enough. Um, but also uh, teams up with his enemies all the time. Yeah. In a way that not even Mario and his go-karting friends uh, inhabit. Like, Kirby will lead a team of Waddle Dees. Yeah, if of necessary. Of those, like, Cyclops things. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I think I think Kirby's the way to go here. Okay. So Kirby is going to be our, <laughs> our Cavalier. And in uh, Fire Emblem Engage, this, uh, the Cavalier class comes in three different varieties. The Lance, Sword, and Axe types. Um, but, yeah, I think this is good. I think Kirby can represent this class for us. Next, Mark, we are moving on to the Paladin class, which also comes in Lance, Sword, and Axe types. Um, this is a horse-mounted uh, physical combat type. Because they have no real statistical strengths, Paladins and Cavaliers are often used to aid other characters. So the character that we've pulled for this one is from Mystery of the Emblem, which is a Super Famicom game, never released in the West. Um, Camus, who appears in late other games, later known as Zeke and Sirius, but Camus is the highest example of a knight. He is unwaveringly honorable, righteous, and loyal to his nation. Even when knowing that his nation is wrong oh boy. in its motivations during war, Camus always stays true to his code as a knight until the bitter end, even if it results in his own death. Okay, so we're talking about someone who's, who's going to pull the sacrifice play, yeah. right? Who's going to fall on his sword, even, even when he knows that what he's doing is wrong. Insufferable. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, so, uh, also, I wonder, do you think his name is pronounced Camus or like Camus, like the philosopher? Oh, do you know what? I bet it's Camus. You think? You bet it's Camus? I would you, think You think so. it's a reference? You think I it's th- like a heady? I think it could be. Okay, all right, all right. Let's let's assume it's Camus. Uh-huh. Um, okay, an unwavering, unwavering, un waveringly honorable character yeah someone insufferably devoted to the thing they come from i'm gonna throw someone out here okay uh and i don't know if it's right kamek okay okay because look kamek he uh will follow bowser to the ends of the earth he will uh, take care of baby Bowser, Bowser Jr., even though he's annoying. Um, and he just like does what needs to be done in the name of the Koopa army. Absolutely willing to sacrifice himself. Absolutely willing to sacrifice himself. The, the thing, the place where I'm a little hesitant is that he's obviously a magic user. Yes. Right? He is not really like a physical combatant or like a support class. Uh-huh. So maybe we need to save him for some and, kind of like mage down the line. And I know that it's all like, you know, history is written, written by the victor, so it's uh-huh. all a matter of perspective, but I feel like a paladin has to be heroic in some good. ways. Good. Here's the thing, Camus though, he fights for his nation even when he knows that nation is wrong. Yeah, that's true. No. I mean, like That's very true. Do you know what? I uh, I actually I I think Camus is a good pick. I am going to uh also it would mean that uh Kirby Kamek, and then the next one would also have to be a K. It just feels like it'd have to be the rule. But mm. what about Samus? And you're not just saying that because Camus rhymes with Samus. <laughs> no, this is actually this is actually quite good. Especially so spoilers for uh, Metroid Dread here. Um, Samus has been sort of like hijacked into doing the uh, is his name Razorbeak the. Yeah, the, is it Razorbeak? It's Razor something. I think it is. Uh, uh, she's sort of been hijacked into doing his will um, because he's taken on the role of the uh, like AI that uh, commands Samus around. Um, will in Ad- the guise of Adam. In the guise of Adam. Re- well, 
Is that all? That's all correct. Yes. Um, yes, that's right. Because uh, right, Or I the, guess like the AI of Adam. Well, because the AI at some point started talking to her in fusion and she was like, oh yeah, this reminds me of how Adam used to talk to me. This is all I'm getting scrambled in my head now. I can't really remember it, but I think Samus is right. Uh huh. Um, because she is noble to a fault. Um, although would she fall on her sword? I for don't. The, she won't do no. the Federation's no. Bidding. She's thumbs down and and other M. Yeah. She won't stand for oh, it. She is thumbs down another. Yeah. yeah, that that good for you, lady, or whatever he says to her. You <laughs> got that, lady, and she's like, no. <laughs> okay, someone who. Okay. I'm going to throw out a Final Fantasy character. Okay. Okay. Um, Kane from Final Fantasy 2 slash 4. So Kane uh, works for the uh, the king king of Baron. Baron? Bannon? Whatever it is. Baron, I think is right. Um, and he is like uh, your main character's best friend at, at the beginning of the game. But like he backstabs you and does like... He's a good soldier for the king, even when you turn from a dark knight into a paladin and you're on your own path he stays kind of loyal to the crown for a very long time um and it's not until like the very end of the game that you are able to like snap him out of it and get him over to your side i think that's a perfect okay pick that's very good Woo, mark we got there oh nice (laughs) um all right next up is the wolf knight um there are also uh, lance sword and axe variations of this this one premieres in Fire Emblem Engage. So we don't really know anything about this thing. Yeah, no like example character that we can pull, but we know that users of this class ride a wolf around the battle and make use of knives. So let me ask you this. Is there any possible candidate that isn't Midna? No, I think it does have to be Midna. I think it has to be Midna. Uh-huh. <laughs> Midna riding around on Wolf Link. Um, if there's any justice in this world... Uh, you'll be able to scan the Wolf Link amiibo into <laughs> Fire Emblem Engage and add a Wolf Knight to your team. That'd be amazing. Who is Midna? Um, yeah, I think that's right. I don't, I don't think we we need any further discussion on that. Next up is the Martial Monk and the sort of like level up the, of the Martial Monk, the Martial Master. Yeah, really have to enunciate that one because otherwise you're just saying Eminem's name, right? <laughs> Um, so these are support classes. Uh, they use staves to attack uh, foes with the body arts. Um, what does that mean? The body arts? I don't know. Does it mean that they're like a? So I I, I think just from looking at it that it's like a little bit of uh, a little bit of a healer class, but also uh, based a lot more on just like hand to hand. Like maybe it's monk in the like kung fu sense of of the word monk. Yes, I think you're right because okay. uh body arts just looks like it's like brawling. Okay, okay, great. Great. So who who So in... you're fighting with like gauntlets and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Um first thought, best thought, or first thought, a thought. How about <laughs> um Wolverine? Oh, I was going to say <laughs> No, I was going to say from Punch-Out, I was going to say Little Mac. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> Wolverine? <laughs> was I doing like claws over here? No, I was just thinking with like gauntlets and but yes, yes. Sure, no, sure, you're sure, right. Sure. You're right. Of course. Little Mac is a great pick. Little Mac could also wear gauntlets. Like I don't No, no, you're right. <laughs> you're absolutely right. Uh and of course I'm referring to like the version of Little Mac that we see in uh Punch Out on the on the Wii and not the super punch out version, the whitewashed version. I get that out of here. Mm-hmm. I don't need it. Nope. Um 
All right, should we move on to High Priest? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so the High Priest is a combat and support magical class. High Priests are, pri- are primarily armed with stabs for uh, support purposes, alongside with either anima magic or light magic for combat. So, um, you know, light magic or, or dark magic. Uh, Mark, you have pulled Claude from mm-hmm. Genealogy of the Holy War, another Super Famicom uh, Japanese exclusive Fire Emblem game. And very specifically here, this is not the same Claude from Fire Emblem Three Houses. No E. No E. Uh-huh. Uh huh. A very which one is more French? I with think an with, e with the E. Okay. I, I <laughs> okay. think with right. the E. A very kind-hearted and soft-spoken man. Man, it, this just sounds like all Claudes. Uh, <laughs> a very kind-hearted and soft-spoken man who is mm-hmm. also wise and refined in his manner of speech. Well known for advising and comforting those in need, and uh, he appears to be rather innocent, as seen as a, in his first conversation with a character in which he expresses polite offense towards her flashy dancer garb. So a little bit of a prude. Okay, but a polite prude. Yes, uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> Who in the Nintendo canon is a polite prude? Mark, I'm just going to say it. Is this Luigi? <laughs> yeah. I think it is. Our sweet little virgin Luigi. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm just locking that in. <laughs> I will not be writing the virgin Luigi. <laughs> but we'll, we'll, we, we know. We know. <laughs> yeah, we definitely know. Uh, all right, Mark, walk us into the next one. All right, so the next one is Mage. It's a uh, combat magical class. Um, primarily arm themselves with anima magic again. And so the one I pulled here is from Awakening for the Nintendo 3DS. I'm curious if you uh, played this character, remember this character I at do, all. I, I do remember Okay, Miriam, so why don't, yeah. why don't you talk about Uh Well, so I will read the description that we have here. She's a perfectionist and... and oh, Muriel. Yeah. Or yes. Morel, did we say that? Mir- Muriel? I, I, I always said it in my head as Muriel. Um, she's a perfectionist and embodiment of efficiency. She's an intellectual individual with a vast array, array of eloquent vocabulary, which leaves uh, leaves most of the shepherds more often than not confused and sometimes even annoyed. So this is a person who is like smart to the point of being aloof. Um, she kind of puts people off, um, but uh, she's got a, a scientific and clinical manner uh, usually saying that she had developed feelings for people at best. She's the kind of person who says develops feelings uh-huh. uh, instead of like, you know, actually expressing those feelings. Yes. Okay. So, um, one thing. This is my first thought. Yeah. And it, it. I'm Patrick. I'm sorry to tell you, it's not a Nintendo character. Oh my god. But follow me on this walk. Okay. I was watching an episode of Golden Girls uh, <laughs> the other day, and it's an episode from- and you're a- not just being led there by the name Muriel, right? <laughs> no, no, I'm okay, not. All right, all right. Okay. And uh, it was an episode where Dorothy, um, uh, she was excited because they were doing tryouts for Jeopardy. Okay. And so she goes. She goes on Jeopardy, right? She doesn't. She goes to okay. the um. Uh, there's like a dream sequence where she's on Jeopardy, but she goes to like the tryouts, like got the, it, like you know, and where they're doing fake um games of Jeopardy, and she like crushes it. But she's like, whenever she gets a question right, she's like talking to the people next to her, being like, "Oh, like in your face," you know. She's not a very good sport. Oh, she's trash talking. She's trash talking them, you know, or just like talking about how like intellectual she is and how like right. you know right. she, this has been so easy and all that kind of stuff. And then at the end, even though she did so well, they don't uh, put her on the show because she would be bad for the show. She would be bad. They're like they they're like we put people on Jeopardy. Because, you know, we want them people to root for them. Right. And nobody would want to root for you. Also, there's n- not nearly this much talking between questions. 
Except on the Celebrity Edition, but we won't go there. Oh, I, I can't deal with the Celebrity Jeopardy right now. The shows are too long. What's up with Triple Jeopardy? Uh, there's always one person who's, like, there to play the game and two people who, like, don't know anything and then, like, just, like, complain about how they don't know anything. I'm not into modern Celebrity Jeopardy. I can't deal with it, Mark. It's too long. <laughs> uh, played by B. Arthur. Dorothy yes, played yes. by B. Arthur if you're trying to paint yourself a picture. Anyways, my pick for this is Dorothy. So that's good. I... A thought that I had with uh, the uh, eloquent vocabulary, um, sometimes like putting people off, having a scientific and clinical manner, my first thought was Professor Egad. Okay. And I, that's possibly because we were just talking about Luigi, the sweet virgin Luigi. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and so maybe maybe I'm being tainted by that. I guess this um, like Muriel doesn't quite have the... Uh, eccentricities yeah, of EGAD. Yeah, uh-huh. Like, you need to have a little bit of, like, Doc Brown energy to hit that EGAD quality. What about, um... I don't hate Dorothy. I'm not saying no I'm not saying no to Dorothy. No, I think, you know, I we have Dorothy in our back pocket. She's right there. Yeah. She's not going anywhere. Now, for this one... Yes. What about Samus? Okay, perfectionist, yeah. No common sense or social skills. Yes. That may be a slam dunk. Like, very, like, clinical. Mm-hmm. Very, just, like, all obviously, about business. Yeah. Obviously not a magic class, but, uh-huh. like, you know, uh, technology of a suitably advanced uh, th- can appear as uh, magic, right? Like, right. I, think, I think that's fair. Also, like, you tell me how Samus is a Metroid. You want to tell me that's not magic? <laughs> that's magic. <laughs> right? Yeah. I don't know what's happening there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's good. It's Samus. Okay. But mar- mark it down. It goes in the book. Um, next up is the Sage class. It is a combat magical class. Um, sages tend to possess the highest magic growth uh, and caps any uh, non any non exclusive class in most titles. Uh, so is is like the uh, the pinnacle of of the magic class. Um, you have pulled from Fire Emblem Fates, Izana who I don't remember. Um, contrary to his serene appearance and uh, status as a noble, Izana is extremely flamboyant. He enjoys throwing parties for even the simplest things. He is also concerned with his appearance. On his spare time, he gives he gives fortunes to curious clients. What does that even mean? I guess he's like reading people's future. Oh, gives fortunes. Yeah. I see. He's mm-hmm. not giving money. Oh, I don't think so. No, because that would be insane. Oh, I see what you're saying. You're, you're right. I understand you're the right. confusion. You're, we're both, yeah. we both got it. We uh-huh. both got it. Okay. Uh, whether the fortunes are legitimate or not are unknown. Um, so, yeah, that would make sense. The the for- he, he says he's seeing into the future. It's not, it's not that he's going to give you like a bunch of Bitcoin and you don't know uh, how the exchange rate is at uh-huh. present. Um, <laughs> okay. So, a flamboyant party boy. Uh-huh. Who you got? Silvando from Ooh. Dragon Quest XI S Echoes of an Elusive Age Definitive Edition for the Nintendo Switch and all other versions. Um, I think that's good. I like Silvando a lot. Um, weird to think of Silvando as a like high level magic user. Uh huh. Because you know he is sort of a jack of all trades mm-hmm. in uh, Dragon Quest XI all versions. Um. <laughs> uh. So uh, yeah, I. I think it still counts though, because like the the, the flamboyance, the uh, uh, always throwing parties. Uh, you know, we were just talking about um, 
festival uh, Kirby in the in the previous episode uh, made me long for the days when we could hang out with Silvando. Now, uh, so like Silvando, yes, but what about like uh, somebody like Tingle? <sighs> so I was thinking about Tingle, and like I don't is Tingle social? No, I think Tingle is an introvert forced to act as an extrovert. Right, because. Uh, if he doesn't talk to anybody, no one will ever buy his maps. Uh huh. Right. Like, and then he's just making maps for himself, which I guess he would be happy with, right? If he just made all his maps for himself. I think in an ideal scenario, he like if Tingle was independently wealthy and he could just spend <laughs> all of his time, right. you know, doing what right. interests him. Yeah, I think he would be happy, um, just like creating maps for himself. You know, I never really thought about it, but like. The fact that Tingle charges you as much as he does for the maps that he makes, uh, what's he doing with all that money? With all those rupees? Yeah. I don't he think he has a lot of customers. It. Sure. I think it's like a low-volume business. And I so see. I think that he has to charge you a lot because you're like potentially his one sale for the next two weeks. How is it that there are no other adventurers in Hyrule? Why are you the only one that needs a map of the Great Sea, for example? Well, you may possibly a chart. Be the sorry, o- sorry, yeah. sorry, you sorry. May, but you may be the only one who um, will put up with Tingle. Will put up with it. Okay. But he's not social. He's no, not, you're right. He's not. He's, not, people's fortunes. he's not giving people. For, you know, you're right. You're right. What's What's the name of the the fortune te- fortune teller like Panther in Animal Crossing? What is her name? Oh, I can't remember. We're both uh, furiously Googling. Yes. A- Animal Crossing fortune teller, fortune teller. Her name is Katrina. Katrina. Okay. So Katrina is a fortune teller. Uh, Animal Crossing. No, I don't need IGN. I need some sort of <laughs> Animal Crossing wiki to tell me. Okay. Nook, Nookipedia. Sorry. Um. She talks like a snooty villager or, or a wise woman due to her job as fortune teller. <clears throat> so really, I guess the only similarity here is that it's like a fortune teller. Yeah, like the flamboyance, I guess, is part of is feels like such a big part of this of Claude. Oh, or sorry, Izana. Uh, but I mean, there's not like not a flamboyance to Katrina. She's like decked out in like she's wearing all this like draped clothing and like wears this like thing on her head like I, th- I think there's there's a lot going on there there's a lot of performance in what katrina is okay um i say we go with katrina okay if for no other reason than we've got a fortune teller i buy her as a sage character you know uh-huh yeah uh, i like it all right uh next up is the mage knight this is a horse mounted magical combat class mage knights are primarily armed with uh dark magic as a weapon of choice depending on the title the class appears in is also either a sword wielder or a wielder of staves as their secondary equipment uh mark you have pulled here uh olin uh alwen i was gonna say olwen olwen o-l-w-e-n uh, a sh- uh, short-tempered and quick to anger, deeply driven by a strong sense of justice. <clears throat> justice. Quick to anger. Mm-hmm. Do you think of many of the Nintendo characters as, like, angry characters? Not, I mean, like, Wario in a 
kind of like comical way. Right. He's like funny angry. You have the happy mask salesman whose mm-hmm. name is ironic because um, not that happy. Not that happy. But I also wouldn't th- like. I I suppose he is he is quick to anger. Uh huh. But. I mean, he's quick to, like, a supernatural anger that we are not <laughs> meant to yeah. understand. I wouldn't say that he's, like, driven by justice. No. <laughs> no. No, absolutely not. Okay, what about uh, Ganondorf? Do you think of Ganondorf as as, uh, as angry? I feel like he is just, uh, like, steady of purpose, right? Mm-hmm. That he's just, like, it is my uh, unending goal to just, like, rule, high rule, uh-huh. to get the Triforce and make everything terrible for everyone. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's mad about it. You're right. He's pretty, like, even-keeled, all things considered. Yes. What about Rivali? Oh. So Rivali, and I know he's maybe a little bit more snooty. Uh-huh. Um, but, like, he's a good guy who uh, who will not put up with any of Link's crap. Yeah, he's very, like, uh, he's snappy. Prickly. He's yeah, prickly. he's prickly. Uh-huh. Um, so maybe short-tempered, quick to anger. I think... I think that might be right. I, th- I I like that. All right, great. Ravali from uh, Breath of the Wild is our mage class. All right, next let's move on to uh, the fighter class, which, of course, has lance, sword, and axe variants. It's a classic combat physical class. Um, we are going with a character from Tokyo Mirage S- Sessions, Sharp F.E. Uh, his name is Barry Goodman, which sounds like uh, someone you would know in real life. Yeah, so h- his whole deal is that he... Um, is not from Japan, but he moved to Japan and is like obsessed. He's like a like uh obsessed with Japan's otaku culture. Got it. Um, but he takes his work very seriously. He's like a ex music executive that like you go to him and he like trains sure, you to dance sure. and like all this kind of stuff. Um, he's this a, is Tingle. He's a very yeah. Actually, who who in the Nintendo canon is an otaku? But <laughs> Tingle, no, he's proud of his work. He's very good at it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Which Tingle we know is because he can charge exorbitant prices for those charts. That's and right. Him. Uh, yeah, I think uh, Bear, Bear, Barry Barry Goodman. Goodman. <laughs> Is Tingle. Tingle. All right. The uh, fighter class. Fighter class. Uh-huh. Uh, Classic ma- combat physical class. You think of Tingle. <laughs> 100%. With that physique. Um, love that physique. I love, look, I love a character with just like a little bit of a belly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up is the hero class, uh, which can come in either lance or axe variety. No sword version of this because all heroes use swords. Um, capable of effectively defending against attacks, uh, but still have enough ability to dodge assaults. Heroes are one of the more balanced class in the Fire Emblem series. Mark, I pulled a classic for this. Uh, this is Ike, um, uh, as uh, seen in the uh, GameCube and Wii games, the, the Radiant games, um, Radiant and Radiance games. Uh, he is the fearless leader of the Grail Mercenaries and the first character, uh, the first main character who is not of noble birth in the series. Um, so I think uh, someone who's from humble beginnings is a classic uh, sort of all-around hero. Is it Mario? Mario? It's Mario. Yeah, like plumber. So yep. he's like working class. Yep. Um, all-around hero. I think it is Mario. The other one I was going to pitch, uh, and I don't think it's as good, but was Donkey Kong. Another working class. Yeah. You know? Wait, sell me on that? <laughs> You don't think you don't you don't think Donkey Kong comes from a working class background? No, he like lounges around all day and eats bananas. 
Okay, but in an uh, and then I, he kidnaps women and climbs up <laughs> like a construction site and like wreaks havoc on on the working man. If anything, he's got more in common with like your Mister Burns's is. Okay, see, I think that you're falling prey to anti Donkey Kong, um, uh, talking points proudly. Yes, because <laughs> because I feel like in Donkey Kong Country, when we see other Kongs, we have a better understanding of where Do- Donkey Kong is coming from, and everyone like, else has a job. <laughs> I mean, it's true. <laughs> Donkey Kong's wearing a tie, but not because he's wearing it to an office. No, no. Okay, you're right. The more <laughs> the more we talk about this, the more it's apparent that, like, Donkey Kong and I know in Donkey are, Kong Country. People are worth more than the revenue they can generate. Absolutely. And people can wear ties even if they don't have an office job. That's fine. Um, Look at Avril Lavigne. <laughs> Would you say that Donkey Kong is the Avril Lavigne of the Nintendo universe? I would. Okay, good. <laughs> I would. Who? Okay, good, 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 good. Um, sorry, do you want to keep making a case for, for Donkey Kong? <laughs> uh, not for this role. I think you're right. I think the hero is definitely Mario. But I will say that uh, you're correct that Donkey Kong clearly is kind of like the, um, the Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong Country is like the uh, no good nephew, you know, who... Has the reason he's wearing a tie is probably because you know uh, Swanky got him a job, right? You know, or like or set him up with this interview. That's right, which he totally bombed, Uh right? Um, I sort of think of him, and this look, this is not to say that I don't like the character. I obviously love him, but uh, it makes me think uh, like Donkey Kong would be perfect in the Brendan Fraser role in Airheads. Mm, mm -hmm. You know, where it's like you love the guy and like he's hustling, but like. He's just kind of a screw up, too. Yep. Yep. Um, and like you know, one day he's gonna walk into a radio station with a a, a, a squirt gun and tr- hold up the place until they play his demo. Yeah. I mean, can't even doesn't even stay the hero of his own series. Donkey Kong Country Two, Donkey Kong Country Three. That's right. See you later, Donkey. And then Kong. Is, his name's not Donkey, right? His name is Donkey Kong. Uh-huh. The rest of them are all named like Diddy Kong. If you were talking to Diddy in like person, you would call him Diddy, right? Yeah. You wouldn't say Diddy Kong. So, yeah, you would call Donkey Kong Donkey. Woof. Yeah, I don't like that at all. Swordmaster. How do you say this next one? Halbredier? Yes. Uh, conceived as something of a counterpart to the hero class, Swordmasters heavily emphasize exceptionally high skill and speed stats in exchange for having lesser strength and being less sturdy. So, uh, I selected here Catherine from um, Three Houses. She is one of the most powerful knights of, uh, of Saros. Uh, Catherine is an extremely loyal and devout believer in the church, uh, Andrea, and is uh, 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 the latter being an attachment. So, she's a- a- attached to, to Rhea. Um, this is due to Rhea taking, uh, uh, taking her during the greatest time of need, and as such, feels that it must be repaid in full. So, this is another, like, dutiful person, maybe someone who's got a lot of, like, faith in uh what what they do um and uh, potentially has like high skill yes and uh is fast but not necessarily strong or sturdy going into castlevania here Uh uh-huh i want to go with simon belmont right one of the belmont clan obviously uh carries crosses around with them (laughs) Is that because he's religious, or is it because he knows it's the only way to fight uh, Dracula, right? In a world where the devil actually exists, you'd be insane <laughs> not, not to be a religious person, right? Right. Um, so, uh, yeah, that, that, that's my pitch, is, is, is Simon Belmont. Skilled with a whip. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh, but can fall off staircases left and right. 
Yeah, not particularly I mean, sturdy. I mean, like, it's tough. Yeah. It's, it's tough to do. I guess it could also be Trevor Belmont. It could be any of the Belmonts, really. Yeah, not a, a strong stock, necessarily. But again, in a world where the devil exists, or where uh, <laughs> vampires exist anyways, um, hard to be super hardy. I think the devil exists in the world of Castlevania, don't do you? Do you think so? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think I think if Dracula wanted to, he'd get the devil on the phone. Uh huh. Or do you think Dracula in the world of Castlevania sure. is the equivalent of Satan? Ooh. What does that make Alucard? Oh. Who's the son of Satan? Does Satan have a son? I don't. We've tread into theological territory that you and I are not equipped. No, ill, <laughs> ill-prepared. Uh, but I, I like Simon Belmont as our, our swordmaster slash halberdier. Very good. Uh, okay, now here's, we come up to uh, a conundrum here. The next class here is Royal Knight. As far as we can tell, there's no information on this. Yeah, it's listed on the fan wiki, but it is not hyperlinked anywhere, so there's no additional details. And as far as my Googling of Royal Knight, Fire Emblem, engage class return no helpful results so a royal knight who do you think is a royal knight link is an easy plug and play here link is great (laughs) (laughs) let's do link uh we know him to be like a uh you know the 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 uh right hand man of zelda during the uh battle uh during the calamity um 100 years ago uh i think he's just he's 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 the right move for this right he's a knight He's royal. Mm-hmm. Link it is. Yep. Next, we're moving on to Berserker. We did not pull a specific character for the Berserker class, but I think we understand sort of intuitively what a Berserker is. Uh, it's the promoted form of the axe-wielding infantry class. Uh, usually uh, in the games, there only uh, the male characters are allowed to be Berserkers. Um, they wield axe as their sole weapon of choice. They pro- possess a skill that grants critical hit bonuses. Um, this is just like a maniac, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. I think this is where we put Donkey Kong. Uh, oh, ouch. For Donkey Kong. But yeah, I think so. I mean, do, do you have a, another pitch? No, I think really it is like Donkey Kong, our, our dear, sweet, lovable idiot. <laughs> I think all the time about, um, you know, that uh, the, the down, is it down B, his attack where he just like, in Smash Brothers, where he just starts like pounding the ground. Uh-huh. That you can just like keep that up forever. Yeah. And he just like keeps hitting the ground as hard as he can. Yeah. And Donkey Kong really does feel like um, the sort of character that, uh, like you could just, if he trusted you, you could just tell him something and he would not, he wouldn't even, he would just accept it as true. Yes. Yeah. I think that's right. When, when, when you're like. Your bananas have been taken. The only way to get more bananas is to f- fight a king. Yeah, to go like berserk on that guy over there. He'll do it. Yeah, he's gonna pound that ground. <laughs> uh, I also like. I like the idea of him picking up a, a, a giant axe and then. Oh yes. So yeah, Donkey Kong is our berserker class. Moving on to the warrior class. Here's another one that we don't actually have a character pulled for. Um, so we may have to talk ourselves in circles on this one. Uh, warriors are characterized by high HP and strength uh, with ra- rather modest speed while having decent skill and defense. However, they also have quite low resistance and middling speed and skill. So it seems like kind of an all-arounder, but uh, not very fast. Mm-hmm. Um, Again, kind of like a berserker, just maybe not as um, insane. Just without like that crazy edge. So is this where we put Diddy Kong? Oh. It's like Berserker light. I feel like Diddy Kong's not heavy enough 
Okay. To be like a mm. like a warrior, I don't think. I don't think of Don uh, Diddy Kong as having high HP. Sure. All right. Yeah. I, I, or or like I strength. That. I buy that. I buy that. Yeah. Mm, who then is our warrior? Okay. Uh, what about Captain Falcon? All right. So uh, I feel like Captain Falcon would have high HP. Sure. Um, and strength, we know, with, like, the Falcon Punch. Falcon Punch. But it Falcon takes, Kick. But it takes, takes a while to, like, wind these uh, moves up I mean, in here's, Smash Brothers. Here's the problem. Is that saying that a character who is famous for racing <laughs> is not fast? <laughs> well, he's... F- sure. Give <laughs> Captain Falcon... Right. An uh, F Zero racer. Sure. Yeah, sure. He's fast. <laughs> right, okay. Put me in a roller saying... coaster going 100 miles an hour and I'm fast. <laughs> All right, sure. I mean, we could put you in uh, the Blue Falcon and you would go fast. Yeah. <laughs> How long do you think but you would last I'll... drive in a, uh, an F Zero car? What I like. In terms of. Point one seconds. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay, great. Like, I think I would immediately, like, I would sit no down time, yeah. and it would just, like, reject me like a, like a, like an organ rejecting a you know sure there's just like a new body seat <laughs> yeah it was just like no it's like a spring not warning. gonna do this uh do you think when you get in the like the seat to drive uh, a car in f-zero that like it's just a super nintendo controller <laughs> <laughs> i do think that yeah i do <laughs> yeah that i don't that i don't last a minute either uh captain falcon i feel like it's pretty good here i think i think you're right in that uh, especially using his um uh, like Smash Brothers characterization that uh, we are hitting all of the, all of the right moves here. High HP, high strength, but a modest speed. Um, also, I think uh, Kevin Falcon, if you start casting magic on him, which is what like low resistance means, uh, I think he is totally. You cast a fire spell on that guy, he's burning. Up. Oh, useless. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, all right. Next, we are moving on to both the archer and sniper class. Um, which the sniper is just like the upgraded version of of the archer. Um, archer obviously uses bows and arrows, um, and when upgraded to sniper, they can have like really good range shooting from very far away. The character that we are using here is the other Claude with an E from Fire Emblem Three Houses. Claude is described as easygoing at the surface, but he has a side that forces others to keep their guard up around him. Um, he maintains a sense of mystery, uh, but does so to entice other people to like get to know him better. While appearing lazy and casual, he is far more astute than he lets on and is always a few steps ahead of his peers during conversations. So almost uh, almost a con man, but not quite. Yeah, not quite. Like a con man for good. Sure. A lovable con man. So- Conning you into his heart. Yes. Sawyer from Lost. Uh, yes, yeah. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. That's my pitch. The con man <laughs> with the heart of gold. <laughs> no, no, no. Let's, let's, I mean, Sawyer from Lost is good. We have in our back pocket. Right, he's, he's, he's in the back pocket. But who is, I mean, appearing lazy and casual, far more astute than he lets on. Like, I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, 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 it's Sawyer it's, from it's, Lost. It's, it's, for it's sure. Sawyer from Lost. Um, but do we have a Nintendo character that fits this? Hmm. What about Groose? Oh, all right. Uh, Groose, I think of as more of a blunt instrument. Yeah, that's um, oh, that's true. That's true. I just think of him as having like, um, this is Groose from uh, Skyward Skyward Sword, Sword yeah. who you know at the beginning of the game is kind of like a bully, and uh, but then has like a turn about yeah. you know like uh, halfway like through the game or something. It's it's way, it feels way later than that. Yeah, it's like eighty percent of the way. So like a little bit spoilers here. 
um, just for like Groose as a character. We won't get into like some of the uh, other stuff at the end of the game, but like Endgame Groose is like smart and charming, right? And I mean, but he's almost got more of that like that duty stuff that we were talking about earlier. Yeah, right? and kind of like a pup at the end, more like a puppy dog energy to him. Yeah, where he's not yeah. like sly or you know like perp. He's he's very open at that point. Right. There. Right, yeah. Right. There really is no. Um, kind of like deception involved there. Um, I'm trying to think if there's like a uh, merchant character or someone who like you get to know that. Okay, what about the merchant from Resident Evil Four? Oh, okay. Someone who's just sort of like magically always there. Uh huh. Where you're like, how did you get inside this cave? There are zombies everywhere. How do you have exactly what I need? How are you sweet talking me into buying and selling stuff from you? A true sense of mystery. Mm hmm. True sense of mystery. He's always one step ahead of you in the conversation or in the cave or whatever. Uh huh. Um, what do you think? Enticing you to interact with him. That's right. There is a sexiness about Claude that I do not feel towards the Resident Evil yeah, merchant, that's, and that's that's true. One of my big hangups here draws me back to Sawyer. <laughs> <laughs> frankly, hmm. What do you think, Mark? I I uh, this one is really this one is really hard. I okay, this is cheating. Okay, but is Claude the perfect Nintendo character to? be the archer class i think he might be i think we need to use claude our example character as the character for this because is claude sawyer from lost i think he might be yeah so let's let's do like a let's let's uh it's it's a slash it's a claude slash sawyer from lost (laughs) good 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 um next up is the uh the bow knight uh, which also comes in lance, sword, and axe varieties, a horse-mounted combat type, uh, physical combat class that uh, carries a bow and can use swords and lances as secondary weapons. Uh, so this one feels kind of like vanilla to me. Mm-hmm. Um, someone who's uh, on a horse, uses a bow and arrow, also uses other weapons, uh, kind of an all-around soldier, rides a horse. Yeah. This feels a little boring. What about Fox? No, no, no. Fox McCloud, we should say for one of these flying guys, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All, all the flying guys should probably be members of Star Fox. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, whichever one of you is Slippy. <laughs> but maybe none of them. No, there's one. <laughs> uh, all right. Who? Yeah, just kind of like a really middle of the road, mm-hmm. but is not really, not like a middle of the road in like a Mario type of way. More just like middle of the road hero um, can kind of. Use everything. Hmm. Um, what can you tell me about the characters of Yuka and Laylee in Ukulele? Not much. Okay. Uh, but they're they're total just um uh banjo kazooie riffs, essentially. But what about um I mean what about Kazooie then? And that banjo is the horse and Kazooie is uh the, the rider. Okay, Kazooie may have too much attitude. Though. Yeah, I feel like th- this, like you said, the, the this one just feels so vanilla yes. to me. What about uh, Olimar? Okay, I mean, Olimar's thing is so much about like exploration and like, uh, you know, like he he's intrepid, right? Like, right. His his greatest qualities are not in his ability to fight, but in his ability to survive, mm-hmm. right? 
and his ability to command, you know, hundreds of little animals to their, to their deaths. deaths. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, good point. Which maybe when we get to like the general class <laughs> later on, we can bring up Olimar again. Um, but just sort of like down the middle of the road. Uh, what what is the what is the name of uh uh just like the generic fighter in it's not Ribbon Girl but like Springman from Arms. Ooh, yeah, I think you're nailing it right now. Springman from Arms uh, is is absolutely who this is. Because, yeah, he is <laughs> – Springman and Ribbon Girl, man, they really were just like, how little personality can we put into <laughs> uh, the, like, two main characters of Arms? Yeah. And then, like, you know, they get creative after that, and one of them is a clown, and, like, that's weird. Uh, and Min Min is great, and there's, like, that robot who's a cop with, like, a dog. Like, some of the characters get really good. Mm-hmm. Twintel, great. Um, but yeah, uh, rib, uh, ribbon man, a uh, ribbon girl, spring man. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Up next is the flyer, uh, that can use like a lance sword or ax. This is, it seems like generally basically just like the Pegasus Knight yeah. of, uh, Fire Emblem Engage. The Pegasus Knight may seem fragile, but they are one of the most useful classes on the field. They can fly over normally like impassable areas and uh, they have something called like the rescue command in later ti- titles that allows them uh, to be used as a type of transport for ground units, uh, which is very useful. I feel like we got to use one of these star foxes here, mm-hmm. um, and maybe for for the for just like the flyer, the sort of like Pegasus Knight type. I think we want to go with Peppy Hair, right? So uh, a character that is um, a good support, a uh, you know, a mentor of sorts, um, but not really like the combat ace. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Definitely keeps up with the rest of the team. Isn't slippy, but also isn't Falco. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, uh, I know what you're saying. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so I, I think Peppy Hair is, has got to be the move here. Yeah, that's great. Uh, which brings us to the Griffin Knight, uh, Griff- uh, the Griffin mounted uh, combat class known for its remarkably average stats across the board, as well as its extreme mobility. This is Fox McCloud, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, uh, a, a noble warrior who is uh, just good at what he does. Um, and, you know, people are like, that's a steady, that's a dude that you can trust. Do people feel that way about Fox? Is he a dude you can trust him? I think that you can trust him as a friend, but, you know, like, uh, put him in the cockpit right and he's a wild card but like a wild card in a way that you're like he's gonna do what you want him to do right <laughs> but i i'm not sure i understand the character of yeah. fox mccloud is fox mccloud an ace pilot yeah is he like maverick i mean but he's not part of like the army right uh-huh. they're a mercenary force technically um and like at the end of star fox 64 general pepper like tries to give them he's like please accept this you know whatever he tries to give them some sort of role in the army and he's like no thanks general we do what we do but like they're basically taking orders throughout that whole game i know you're like of every level they talk to general pepper who's like (laughs) you need to do this fox and fox is like we're on our way that's probably why general pepper doesn't push back that much (laughs) because he's just like okay all right whatever whatever yeah i don't have to pay you this way (laughs) yeah um yeah, okay, so that, that's, that's the Griffin Knight. We're going to – I'm making it our goal this year to understand who Fox McCloud is. Yeah, really, like, peel back the layers of that onion. Yeah, because there's something there. 
Next up is the Wyvern Knight. Um, Wyvern Knight is a combat physical class. Uh, they are renowned for their pierce skill that uh, allows them to get through um, armor, um, allowing, uh, yeah, allowing to get past enemies' defenses when activated, in turn resulting in each attack inflicting a sizable amount of damage. So another flyer. This one is a little bit more of like uh, a chaos cannon. Um, I think of the 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 wyverns as like the evil version of like the flyers. Uh huh. Because like a wyvern, it's like a dragon, right? Right. It's like a scary dragon. So is this wolf? Star wolf? Wolf from Star Fox? Yeah. Like uh, it's... what is his last name? He must have one. Mm. I'm gonna look it up. Okay, wolf. Wolfowitz. Oh yeah, I, you're actually not like that far off. What you're, is it? It's Wolf Old Donald. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like Scottish. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which I guess like McLeod. Yeah, also, sure. Yeah, no, you're right. So it's a variation on a theme. You're right. You're right. I've just never right. really thought about it with uh, Fox before. Just more evidence why we really need to dig in. We really to who we Fox need to McCloud get down is. into it. Also, why do Slippy and Peppy? Their last names are the animal that they are, but uh-huh. fox and wolf, their first names are the animal that they are. Oh, yeah. And then Pigma Dengar, <laughs> pig is part of his first name. I'm getting my- There's something here. I'm- there's, <laughs> there's something, there's something deeper. Here, and I don't know what it is. Yeah. But I think Wolf O'Donnell. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's not very intimidating. O'Donnell? O'Donnell. Yeah. Not. Feeling it, and yet it's not my choice. That's its name. That's uh, yep. That, that is Wolf O'Donnell's name. Uh-huh. All right. Next up is the armor class, which comes, of course, in uh, lance, sword, and axe variety. Um, a heavily armored physical combat class. This is your classic tank, mm-hmm. right? Someone that you can put out there who's gonna take a beating, and like that's their whole job is to just like take hits while everyone else gets stuff done. Who is the quintessential Nintendo tank? I have a pitch. Okay. And it's Yoshi. Because oh, Yoshi. Poor Yoshi. Poor Yoshi, but also, like, he gets hit, he runs around for a second, you hop back on him, he's fine. Uh huh. Right? Like, there's no way to kill a Yoshi. Well, there's no way drop to kill it in a Yoshi. pit. There's no way to kill a Yoshi. Well, but that's the thing, though, right? Because, like, a tank is, you are a lot of times putting your tank out there to take all the hits so mm-hmm. that way you can achieve whatever goal you want to achieve. So yes. Mario jumps off of Yoshi, leaves it, you know, like falling into a pit, but that is, uh, that's the fate of a tank. Yeah. I think you're, you, the tank is there to be sacrificed. Uh-huh. Uh, so, you know, and look, we love Yoshi. Oh yeah. But see ya. You're yep. a tank. Yep. Uh, next up is the general class, um, uh, which we have, uh, come in Lance, Sword, and Axe varieties. Uh, we have selected Edelgard from Fire Emblem Three Houses as the quintessential general. Uh, Edelgard holds herself with a dignified air, uh, but full of melancholy and solemn wistfulness as an heir to the Adrestrian Empire. She is ex- an exemplary student and a natural leader. Uh, has a modest front, rarely cutting loose, and maintains her formality. Her colleagues express great surprise when she does relax. Urbosa from Breath of the Wild. Ooh, I like Urbosa from Breath of the Wild. Also, like uh, all of the um, like modern or all of the champions are like leaders in 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 some variety. Mm-hmm. But like Urbosa leads from a place of strength, right? Um, so I think that's I think that's right. A doll. Uh, I just don't know about the melancholy and solemn wistfulness. Yeah, I mean that is definitely not true. 
but I feel like uh, Urbosa holds herself with a dignified air. Yep. yep. And uh, but you're right. There there isn't that sense of like, uh, uh, darkness. I guess for yeah. lack of a better term, yeah, or yeah, like yeah. mystery. Mystery. I guess more is what I'm. Like, uh, or, you know, Edelgard looks out into the middle distance and you're like, what is going on behind those eyes? That's right. Um, you or, know, Urbosa does it and you're like, she sees something. Over there. It doesn't matter. <laughs> There's no mystery here. Right. She sees like a tree she wants to climb. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Meta Knight? That might be perfect. Um, because Meta Knight, look, uh, all of the Kirby characters' motives are impenetrable. <laughs> <laughs> but Meta Knight? Yeah, sometimes Waddle Dees are on your team, sometimes they're against you. And like, wh- what does King DD, what is he king of? What, is, <laughs> what is, does he want? What does he want? Is he eating that stuff or just breathing it in? Like, what's happening? Um, Do you think he has lungs and a stomach and they're different things? Or is it just one big sack inside him? Oh, yeah. I would, you know how like, uh, they for like Star Wars and Star Trek, they have those like, um, uh, books where they kind of like bisect a yeah, spaceship, like a, a cross section of a spaceship. <laughs> uh-huh. I want to see inside King, King DDD. Because for, for whatever reason, I can accept it in Kirby, where I'm like, whatever. Yeah, it, it, I don't think there's anything in there. No, well, I think there's like a black hole in there. <laughs> I think there's like definitively nothing. Right? Uh-huh. There's an absence of all things and yeah. enough gravity that it sucks in light. Um, but King DDD. There's there's biology there. I think so. There's some sort of universal sack that draws everything in. Yeah. So what are we we're not saying King DDD. No, we're no, no. I think Knight. it's King I think it's Meta Knight. Yeah. yeah, I think I think Meta Knight is is our our general. I can also just like uh um, you know, imagine him at the uh the front of the Halbrid uh commanding his forces. Oh, yeah. like he's mm-hmm. he's total uh yeah, that's that that's perfect. Uh next up is the Great Knight comes in oh actually these varieties are funny because it's always uh, a pair of of uh weapons so either sword and axe sword and lance or lance and axe and how does that fit into the triangle uh well it, it just depends on what weapon they're using mm, I so see. uh yeah if if you're using the sword uh, against a, uh an axe then you'll be um you'll be effective i understand yeah uh and so we are choosing ephraim who is from one of the games. I forgot to write it down. I apologize. Uh, Ephraim is very confident and courageous, revered by his comrades as a brave leader, as well as someone who is renowned for his battle prowess, gift for strategy, and unwavering determination. He has a straight-to-the-point attitude and dislikes wasting time on anything that strays from his goal at hand. Okay. Um. Confident, courageous, no bullshit. What about uh, Ayumi from Famicom Detective Club? <laughs> great pull, yes. <laughs> yes. I also love the idea of making her a great knight. Mm, mm-hmm. um, yeah, Ayumi from Famicom Detective Club. She is the, I mean, first of all, she is the co-founder of the Detective Club. Um, and you just sort of like happen into it because you're actually solving crimes. Uh-huh. Um. Yeah, I think I think that's right. I think it's Ayumi. Okay. Do you have Do you have uh, an, another another take on that? No, or? no, no. I was just um uh racking my brain to see if there was. Uh, it's just so funny how all so many of these characters are kind of like stoic, driven, 
you know, right. good leaders. I mean, it makes sense for like a for like a, a war game. Uh, for a war game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And look, is it a, a foolish exercise to try and like, yeah, this guy who runs around and yells "woohoo!" Like, what is he on the battlefield? It doesn't make a lot of sense, but I, <laughs> I, th- I think it's good, Mark. I think it's good. Uh, next up is the or next and, and finally is the thief class. Um, and Mark, I pulled Gaius from Awakening. Uh, Gaius is calm and collected with a clear mind. However, his seriousness breaks whenever candy or other sweet confections are brought into the question. Despite the nature of his job, Gaius, is, uh, Gaius has morals and does things in the best interest of others. Gaius is a sweetheart, both in terms of he is a, a sweetie. Uh, with people that he uh, knows and trusts, but also uh, he likes candy so much that, like in his like the the normal portrait of him, uh-huh. it's like the stick of a like sucker sticking out. Of oh, his that's mouth. funny. Um, and he's always trying to get candy. So, who in the Nintendo world is uh, calm and collected, but loses their mind when candy's around? Oh man. Or I guess it doesn't necessarily. It doesn't have to be. Candy, it doesn't have to be candy, but it, it could be right. you know like calm and collected in except when something happens or somebody's around. Bananas are around. Uh huh. Could could be Diddy Kong. Could be Diddy Kong. Could be Diddy Kong, or I guess many of the Kongs. <laughs> <laughs> but we already we already uh, did Donkey here. Right? Uh huh. So he's our berserker. Um, but I could see Diddy as our as our thief. Yeah, yeah, I could see Diddy as our thief too. Why is it that like I can't think of a Nintendo character that has like a, um, you know, just like a a, a a an individual like thing that triggers them into making like like Popeye right where it's like oh Popeye's in trouble as long as he gets spinach now he's like super Popeye uh-huh. um I mean I guess like Mario with like a, a superstar and he becomes like but Mario doesn't seem to like love superstars any more than he loves just running around uh-huh. and jumping and stuff yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, it's, I I think that I f- I feel like that that's a good pick. Popeye? <laughs> Sorry, who did who did we say? <laughs> uh Diddy Kong, right? Diddy Kong, Is that yes, what you're saying? Yes, that's, that's Diddy right, Kong, that's yeah. Right. Um, sorry, I was I was just thinking about I was trying to think of like other characters that like go crazy when they get something. Uh, and yeah, I think I think it's got to just be Diddy Kong. And then I think also like the thief aspects like make sense. I could see Diddy Kong like sneaking into a place, stealing the treasure, getting out. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a uh, Mark. That's all of them. Do we, I, we? There are too many for us to go back through them, right? Well, I think I personally think that uh, we should we should so that way we can imprint upon ourselves sure. when we're thinking about like the Cavalier. What uh, character type we're thinking of? It'll, I think it'll help us remember. It's like a mnemonic device. Sure. Okay. So the Cavalier is Kirby. The Paladin is Kane from Final Fantasy IV. The Wolf Knight is Midna. The Martial Monk and uh, Martial Master <laughs> is Little Mac. The High Priest is the Virgin Luigi. Mage is Samus. Sage is Katrina from Animal Crossing. Mage Knight is Rivali. The fighter, of course, is Tingle. <laughs> the hero is Mario. The swordmaster and halberdier is Simon Belmont. The royal knight is Link. Because it's the only thing that makes sense. The berserker is Donkey Kong. The warrior is Captain Falcon. The uh, archer and sniper is Claude from Three Houses and maybe Sawyer from Lost. Bow knight is Springman. <laughs> the uh, flyer is Peppy Hare. The griffin knight is Fox McCloud. 
the Wyvern, Wyvern Knight is Wolf O'Donnell. <laughs> the armor is Yoshi. The general is Meta Knight. The great knight is Aoyumi from uh, Famicom Detective Club. And the thief, of course, is Diddy Kong. All right, Mark, let's close this out. All right. That if if there's anything that we missed there, any obvious uh, classes that should be filled. Obviously, we didn't do like the uh, uh, dragon child or the divine dragon or like on the, any of these special classes because I think those are just like those are relegated to the the hero of the game, right? So we we left those on the table. But if any of these uh, we should have assigned to someone else, you know, email us. Let us know. Nintendo Cartridge Society at gmail.com. That's gonna do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MKA Mitchell, and the show is at Nincart Society. Uh, we also have a Discord, which is where you should go if you want to have conversations with us or with other people who are having a fun time talking about Nintendo all the time. Um, email us for an invitation. We will happily let you in. Anthony DeLuca, Anthony DeLuca made our logo. Our theme music is provided by Apit Betty. You can get more of his music by going to ApitBetty.com or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Ellers saying thank you for listening.